here we are. Hi, Don. Hi. We're going to wrap up season one. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm still having fun. Are you? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, good. I, I wasn't sure what I was going to think about it, but I look forward to each of these sit downs and conversations and the thoughts that it leaves me with. So me it's too. been great. Me too. So what have we learned this season with these books we've covered? Um, <laughs> so we read 1000 Gifts. Yes. And the Richard Rohr book, Simplicity. We yes. read The Great Emergence by Phyllis Tickle. We read the Jen Hatmaker book, uh, Interrupted, and the book Quiet. And- by A.J. Sherrill. And Accidental Saints. And Accidental Saints, yep. yes. So I learned so much from rereading them. For me, they were all rereads. Isn't that interesting, yes, right? Yes, yeah. And felt, again, like that they are excellent teachers yes. for my journey. Mm-hmm. And I still have so much to learn from each of those authors, but each of those specific books as well. I agree, so, yeah. And I'm eager to read more. Me too. And what's wonderful is I think each of those authors are true authors, they continue to write. Right. And so there's, you know, typically something coming, you know, right. that you can look forward to if you follow them and that kind of thing. So like the Jen Hatmaker book, I'm sure she's going, why are they reading that book? And we already <laughs> talked about why we chose that one. Uh-huh. But she has come so far since then in her voice and just her platform and what she is yes. fighting for. So I'm personally eager to read her new book. Same. So did we find our voice, Don? <laughs> You know, isn't that such a great question? When you first introduced that theme, it reminded me of oh, way back when it was my pastor's wife, Donna, who had approached me about speaking at some women's thing, right? And I was new to her, new to the church, um, kind of, you know, just getting to know everyone and that kind of thing. And she pointed that out in me. And I hadn't really ever dabbled in that prior to, you know, I mean, just little things, book club type things, you know, moms at the park type things where I would, you know, facilitate a conversation or something. And I remember her approaching me about it and and me having to wrestle with all of the layers of that question for me, being raised in an environment where, you know, it is not biblically okay for women to speak or have a voice, quite literally. I mean, that sounds severe, and it wasn't as severe as that. But there were certain things that were appropriate and inappropriate, and those things were clear. And so, for women. And I remember saying to her, but I don't have anything to say. And I think the look on her face shocked me more, (laughs) because her eyes got big, and she was like, what do you mean? I mean, she was almost offended that I thought that about myself. And that struck me truly as outrageous, you know, that I would be so misguided about my personhood, you know, and who I was and having an opinion um, was okay. So finding a voice is one thing. And then telling myself, you have something valuable to say, which... Maybe that should be the name of our second season. (laughs) Well, there we go. We haven't chosen anything right. yet, right? Yes. We're kicking around some ideas. But I interrupted so. you. So no, no, it's fine. Because this could go a value to trail into a bunch of different responses to this first season and the experience of this project together with you and I. That whole question of how, how worried are we going to be about being wrong? Right. 
<laughs> um, or not fully researching like a journalist would, you know, the information that we're now sort of publicly speaking about. And yet, that isn't the role I'm taking. That is, I'm not a journalist. I'm not even a researcher. I'm just a person who enjoys reading, who cares about these kinds of questions about truth and what is real and where is God in that and the connection between everyday life and spiritual life and, and the meshing of those things, the sacredness of the everyday. And so those are the type of things that I want to read about and talk about and journey with others on. Right. And I think it's important in our wrap up to sort of apologize maybe yes. for any mistakes we made about any number of things, misquoting people. Yes. Or I felt particularly with the Jen Hatmaker conversation that, A, I was talking all about my husband's experience in Haiti. Okay. I've been there once with him. And I've heard about it for the last 12 years sure. nonstop. So I'm in it. But I am not there. Uh -huh. So afterwards, listening to it, I went, oh, gosh, like, I really need to have him come and talk about it. And maybe we'll do that at some point. Uh -huh. But I felt a little like, oh, it's probably not my story to tell. And yet, why not? I have an opinion. Jen right. Hatmaker's book reminded me of that. It's just my response to her writing and the ideas she brings up. Yes. And on a similar note, the Matthew 25 verse, she writes that, that it's the only place in scriptures where he refers to himself as the king. And uh -huh. it's a metaphor because it's a parable and all of that. And I have heard, I think Bono was the one that said, and it stuck in my mind, that this is the only place in the Bible where Jesus talks about who is going to heaven and hell, basically. But I'm not sure that I know that or that I have the right to say anything like that. I'm not a biblical scholar. I don't know. Right. And after I said that, I went, oh, gosh, who can I ask? I almost went up to my pastor and said, do you know for sure? If this? And then I thought, that is the last thing he wants to hear right now. <laughs> and it's not the business you want to be in. I mean, if you really want to research that question, right. you can yes. and you will if, if it sticks to you that way. But I think hearing other people's expression of truth and and capturing that and carrying it forward is important. We can fact check and all of that, and, and we will. And if, if we find that we're wrong, we can do that. But your experience of that is real and I think worth telling other people about. Right. And if the, if the opposite is that we don't speak. For fear of being wrong. Right. That's, that's a, a loss. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There was one thing I think I said that Krista Tippett had said that that great quote about, I want to be able to talk to you so that we can stay in the car together. And that quote was somebody that she was interviewing. It was it was not her. And I, I think in the it podcast. It was my fault in the editing, I think. So we've, we've yeah. had a lot. There's been a large learning curve here. Right. I mean, and in fact, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you during this episode is tell me, because you really have spearheaded this project and taken on something that was outside of your comfort zone in terms of all the technical pieces that have to happen to launch a podcast. But there was something like burning in your heart. And so tell me, as well as you can, why this podcast? Why do this? I wanted to add my voice and all the thoughts I have to the movement in our world. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that I feel like we're at a crossroads with the church and with Christ in how we talk about God, 
that we're about that a lot of people have just thrown it out mm-hmm. or people go all weird, you know, like the the weird Christians, you know. The- <laughs> <laughs> I've been one. <laughs> and so like is there a place to say it's still worth doing? You know, Jesus, the way of Jesus is still worth pursuing. There is still so much value. It is the way, right? That it doesn't mean, I I mean, I love what, uh, this is a Richard Rohr thing that he says in his new book, which is Universal Christ. And this is going to offend a lot of people. But he says, he says that Jesus is like a shortcut. And then that it's a beautiful, perfect shortcut Mm -hmm. to the way. And it's what and, and, and then my I, what that made me think of the the wide road and the narrow road, uh-huh. you know, that in the Bible and uh, when Jesus is talking about it and it's referred to the narrow, he says the narrow road and very few will enter and all of that. But because of him, the road gets wide because uh-huh. he makes a way for everyone that is accessible and wide and it's right there. And it's it's grace freely given. So he's referring in a way to before himself. Uh-huh. But there still is a way. Yes. Right? And yes. so I think that's something that is really hard to talk about because so many Christians want to say there's no other way. It is right. it is the Jesus way or else or of whatever, whatever doom and gloom you want to. What, what, well, there are these very strict categories that it has to fit into, right. these boxes that it has to go in in order for it to be correct or right and that we're all of us on a journey Mm -hmm. and there are other ways and but the jesus way is a great way yeah absolutely (laughs) i just wanted to be a voice of reason that doesn't really that's not the right word i wanted to be i just felt like i had something to say about this that i wanted to join my voice about the beauty of the way of christ and it doesn't have to be this weird christian judgmental yeah. Uh, binary mindset. I think a lot of the the books that we've read together and the books that I think we'll read in the future are a reframing of a lot of things. You know, this past season, Richard Rohr in particular, I think lends so much wisdom and expansive kind of thought to make the way wide for folks that maybe are free of the traditional type of baggage where you know, Jesus comes packaged in a certain way. And that's encouraging to me. That I feel like is life-giving. And when I talk to my children, I find myself sort of filtering, you know, uh, how it, how the truth came to me, how this way of living came to me. And I'm like kind of tearing off all of these extra baggage pieces as best I can So they're not encumbered by it. And I find myself talking to them about the way the world works, like, like gravity, like this, this way, this Jesus way, whether you call it that or not, whether you recognize him as the person um, responsible for it, it is what holds things together. Um, There are just certain things that he brought to us or fleshed out for us that are real, in the sense of uh, like forgiveness, for example, if you don't live a life of forgiveness, you won't have a life like that is true, regardless of whether you're a Christ follower or not. Unforgiveness will eat you alive. And and it's a difficult thing to do. 
if you've really been harmed, you know? And also the way to fight power. That yes. if you can't, and again, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. But if you can't fight power with nonviolence, yes, you can never defeat it. Right. That it power just circulates. will always win. Might will always win yes. until there's a nonviolent loving response. Yes. And if you defeat it with power, you become the powerful right. that then needs to be defeated because you've you've gone off the rails. Right. You know, you become what you despised. And today we see that all the time. And I mean, my, those are the things my kids wrestle with, you know, in school and listening to the news, politics, all of it. Like those are the questions, some of the things that they're figuring out. So I feel like this is a great conversation to be having. And I'm really grateful that you spearheaded it, that you pulled the trigger and and got it going um, and, you know, looped me in in a really affectionate and loving way. And it's just been a great experience for me so far. So I'm looking forward to the next season and, and what, what we're going to do. And what you said about undoing some of the layers and the baggage around mm -hmm. Jesus, it reminded me of something we talked about early on. And for a while, I had it in some of the text on the website, which is ripping the lid off the box that people want to put Jesus in. Yes. That that was part of the goal of this podcast. Yes. So let's rip that lid off of there. I can still remember a conversation you and I had a few years back, and you were getting really, you know, like amped up about it. We were talking about this very thing, and you said, I just want to free Jesus from those, you know, I forget the word, but those shackles that we keep him in, like the, that place that we keep him, you know, in bondage, and I just want to let him loose. And I remember laughing and and just feeling it in my heart as well, that same desire, you know, and, and I think that this means of communicating is such an interesting one um, to do that, because these are vulnerable conversations to be having. It's hard to do that and find the people who want to have them with you. Because I find environments, when I'm in an environment that isn't interested in the questions, it's very difficult to pursue a different way of thinking or to entertain some thoughts that might feel a little scary or controversial. And I'm happy to be in a place where we may say things that for some folks are going to be controversial or offensive and they're not meant um, to harm. They're meant to challenge and to kind of poke a little bit so that we don't stay comfortable in the things that just work for us. Right, that we're not building a fragile structure around something. Yes. Jesus doesn't need us to build a, f a structure around him, right? He is right. the cornerstone. Well, it's funny because I felt when we first started releasing these, like I was coming out of the closet in every area <laughs> of my life because Exposed, I don't right? have a voice at church, or that's an interesting journey I've been on since the podcast started, but... And then in my world of art, it tends to be a group of people that tend to be very skeptical of any kind of faith, but particularly Christianity. Mm -hmm. And so in my art world, I've sort of learned through experience to keep my faith quiet, more or less. And in the church world, I'd learned to keep my more progressive, like, let's rip the shackles off Jesus <laughs> kind of language to myself. And so doing this podcast, I feel like very exposed on all sides <laughs> Uh-huh. Which is great. It feels good. It, it it feels scary. Right. But it feels good. And it's like as if I lifted that prayer, like to have a chance to speak into this thing. 
that we call church, this thing that we call the way of following Jesus. I want to speak mm-hmm. into it for, I might be wrong. I might be right about some things. Um, I might be saying what a hundred people have already said before, or I might be saying a brand new thing, but I want a chance to speak into it. And at that same time, I started to get more of a voice in my actual church. So I'm like, God, what are you doing? <laughs> and so it's very, it feels very vulnerable right now Sure. in a good way. Uh-huh. So, and I feel like this journey of the podcast, it, it's intertwined in a way that's meant to be. And I don't know what will happen with that. Right. So. So we apologized. We, <laughs> um, I'm just looking at the things we wanted to talk about. Do we want to talk about next season? Yes, let's talk about okay. that. We don't have a name for it yet. Right. We're open to suggestions. Yeah. We're open to suggestions for names for the season, also for books. Um, so you can email us at giftgirlsfaith at gmail.com. Or you can comment on the Facebook page, which is Gift Girls Faith facebook about any books or any questions you have suggestions for titles i know that we want to read a book about christian stewardship uh, and climate change yes so i've been looking for a book around that topic i haven't found a great all-encompassing book so if anyone out there has a suggestion i'd love to hear it Mm -hmm. so that's we're not sure what we're going to read but we're hoping to read something in that category we're definitely going to read a rob bell book because he's been an important teacher on our journey. Absolutely, yep. So I think we're going to read the controversial, because we love that stuff, <laughs> Love Wins. Yeah. And that should be really fun. Yeah, that will be fun. And we're going to read a book by Rachel Held Evans. Yes. Inspired. This was the last book she wrote before she tragically passed away so suddenly last year. And it's a beautiful book. It really is, yeah. And we can talk about her work at large yes. as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And an N.T. Wright book. We were going right. to choose something that's a little challenging for some of us. Um, a thicker book with uh, footnotes and such. Right. He's <laughs> definitely a scholar. He is the person with all of the official gravitas. And yes. he is a wise teacher. Yeah, a great voice, really. Yes. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking to him. Depending that how much we want to dig, we're maybe Simply Christian, which was one of his earlier books. Mm-hmm. Maybe The Day the Revolution Began. He has so many great books. So we haven't decided right. which one. Right. Um, what else? And then the Sharon. Do you want me to talk about yeah. her? Yeah. So earlier, let's see, last we went to a conference. Did we talk about that? No, I think we referred to it once when we okay. said that we heard, we saw Nadia do the communion service. Yes. So that was at the okay. event, but we haven't talked about it so, head on. It was called Evolving Faith, um, and there were a variety of speakers there. It was such an enormous, I hate to use the word blessing because it sounds so cliche, but it moved me so. I am not a crier, and I felt... I could have wept through so many of the the talks and of the way it was designed. Uh, each person got up and spoke. It was like boom, boom, boom. Like three people spoke one right after the other, and each time it just—I won't do it justice to try to to try to summarize, and I, I and I don't even want to. Um, but if you get an opportunity, you know, look them up. Um, I'm sure they have something be in coming. Texas, I think this, this year. year. Mm-hmm. 
And one of the people that we heard speak, her name is Lisa Sharon Harper, and she was one of the final speakers. And I keep referring to what I remember of her talk, um, which is about the connections between us uh, being the things that are sacred, the things that God says in the beginning of Genesis is very good, you know, his creation and, and those interconnections between every living thing, the earth and people and creatures and, and all of it together. And um, so anyway, I looked her up and she does have a book and it is called The Very Good Gospel. And so I thought, wouldn't that be exciting to, you know, kind of really read some of her work? For me, seeing it in print always sort of gets it in a little more than just listening auditory. So so she's somebody new that we haven't read before oh, yes. that I'm looking forward to diving into. Me too. She was one of the speakers that also really impacted me. Mm-hmm. Because there's in an event like that, there's so many amazing people speaking. It's right. hard to take it all in. But there are certain people or certain images that really lodge with you. You take away those three or four really impactful moments. Mm -hmm. So she was one of those speakers for me as well. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Also, uh, we were talking about from the same conference, Sarah Bessie was one of the organizers. Uh And so we were thinking about considering her book. She has several books, but um, The uh, Jesus Feminist. (laughs) <laughs> Could be a really good one. Could fit right in. With... I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, she just did an amazing job holding this conference together without Rachel. Yes. Which was really inspirational to see her wrestle with that and execute. Yeah. Really pull pull off. Um, Ministering to people. Yes. You know, yes. and through pain, um, her own pain of loss and, and, you know, grief during that conference. It was palpable. And yet the solidarity of being with people you don't know at all and yet have a a common thread of humanity and a desire for good to come of pain, you know, from pain. And she really did a good job of keeping all those pieces moving in that direction. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I did get one suggestion from a listener. And it was a Pete Rollins book, oh, okay. which he has been a frequent guest on Rob Bell's Rob, yes. his podcast called The Robcast. And I have never read any of these oh, books. I have read. Although you have. Yes. Have you heard of The Idolatry of God? Yes, I read you, that. You did? <laughs> so I thought, well, that we got that, a It's a challenging one. It's, so, it's yeah. our first suggestion from uh-huh. someone. But I thought I'd at least throw it out there. It's as, great. Yeah? Yeah, it's great, especially if we want to, you know stay in the controversial lane. Yeah. Well, this is the <laughs> subtitle. So the idolatry of God breaking our addiction to certainty and satisfaction. Love it. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love and, it. Yeah. So those are all. Oh, and the Padre Gotuma book. That's right. Right. That one we're definitely doing. Yes. We're going to have a friend of ours join us for that one. So we'll have three voices that day in the conversation. But we're going to read his book, In the Shelter. Yes. And so I'm really excited about that. I love that book. Yes, me too. And I want to thank you for being willing to do this in a season for you that is so busy and stressful with moving and all kinds of things going on that you're willing to turn over this little corner of your life to this project at this time has been great. Oh, good. I'm really thankful that you're willing to do it in the midst. Well, you know, I think one, that's one of the things about doing this is that we're real people in real time. 
And so, I don't know, sometimes God puts things in your path that you you don't choose the timing. And yet when they pull at you, you know, you, you're given that opportunity to say yes or no. And, and I'm very happy that I said yes. And at first I thought, am I going to, you know, I was thinking through some of the, the stories that I shared and I thought, my goodness, I've shared all my big stories already, you know? <laughs> like, I'll have nothing else to say. That same quote comes back to me. I'll have nothing to say, which is absurd. You know, as soon as I say it now, I laugh. But the idea that life keeps happening and every day keeps coming and every day we keep growing and learning and this is part of it, you know, this is yeah. part of that. So it feels like a little bit of a risk, but less so. And um, I'm delighted to be part of it. And I'd say our voices are still developing. Absolutely. At least mine. And oh, so there is no finding it. Right. And there is no like, this is what I have to say. And there will never Time be Time immemorial. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. And and who right. does really? You know, I mean, I think that's one of those structures that we have to let go of because we all know the things that we say or think even um, or believe five years ago are going to shift. They're going to move. And if they didn't shift, you'd be insulated. You would be a person that isn't exposed to the changes that are happening all around you, your own life and the world at large. And you'd be hanging on to something that perhaps getting in the way is of confining. The yes. Yeah. So... Wonderful. Well, yay. yay. Do you want to give a benediction? I didn't even think through that. Let's see. I would. Because I love that. Me I, too. I almost said <laughs> to my daughter when she got out of the car today, she was kind of mad at me, I think. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't really talk a lot on the commute. And uh, I almost said to her, like, grace and peace, honey. <laughs> and she probably would have turned around and given me, like, inappropriate, but you know, at least an eye roll, you know, so I, I didn't say that. I just kissed her goodbye and she got out. But what I would want to say, let's see, to our friends listening, may you find the connections with the people around you that will bring you life, that will lead you in a direction that is new and perhaps challenging, but also encouraging and life-giving. May you find joy and grace and peace. Amen. Amen.